Hello and welcome back to Pop Cult Digest with me, Jack Shoot. As you can tell, I'm very excited for this episode because not only am I recording this in my favourite time of the year, it's the Halloween season, but we also have a very extra special interviewee for this episode, which of course is Yvette Fielding, British television's first lady of the paranormal and the presenter of Most Haunted, which is one of my favourite TV programmes and I actually remember watching it for the first time when I was five, which is probably a bit too young, but oh well, you have to start somewhere. And I remember sneaking downstairs late at night to see what mum and dad were watching on the telly and it's one of their favourite shows as well, so of course they were in the middle of Most Haunted and I was absolutely fascinated and I think that's where my obsession for the paranormal started and it's only grown to this day. And I'm lucky enough to be talking to a vet in this episode because she has a brand new book out, The House in the Woods, which I'd love to read the blurb to you just now, just so you get a feel for what the book's about. When Clovis, Eve and Tom decide to play with a Ouija board in an old abandoned house on Halloween, none of them foresees the horrors they're about to unleash. What starts out as a bit of fun soon transcends into something far more terrifying when a distressed and determined spirit follows them home. Before long, the friends are caught up in a series of events beyond their wildest imaginings, and their journey to becoming ghost hunters begins. Now, if that doesn't grip you to read the book, I don't know what will, but luckily we're about to hear from a vet and she's going to tell us all about the book and scary stories of her career and so much more. And she's also going to be touching on her special episode of Most Haunted Live for Halloween, which you can watch on YouTube. So let's see what a vet had to say. Hi, Hello. Hello, how are you? Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, of course. Don't be silly. Of course I'd have you any day. Well, look what I have here. I'm a very lucky boy. Wow. <laughs> I know. It looks unread. It looks unthumbed. <laughs> you can see it's been used. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've oh, loved it. Oh, you've you read it? Yeah, of course I have. Of course I have. Yes. Oh, Oh yeah, I absolutely loved it. That's. I just wanted to start by asking you, really, how are you, and how's this whole experience been for you getting this book out to the world? Well, I am very well, uh, very happy, um, and I cried when I saw the book arrive in the post. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. You know, I mean, you know what it's like being a journalist, and you're, you're writing away, and you're putting your heart and soul into something, and you know it's taken up your life hasn't it and then there it is in black and white and then you've got to wait to see what people think of it and that's the most terrifying thing isn't it handing over your yeah. work and waiting for people to sort of oh say i think i've had one kind of mixed review but everybody else has been really lovely so i've been very very fortunate and i'm just blown away by all the lovely things people are saying you know people like yourself are so nice Aww. Well, no, it's lovely to hear, and I'm so glad to see so many people have enjoyed it, because they really have, including myself and my mum. My mum's the one that got it, and she's a massive fan. She's read it in a day, like a couple of days. She read it in a couple of days. Oh, <laughs> she absolutely loved read, it. It's a quick read, yeah. Well, it's because it's so gripping, I think. It's like, you get into it, and you don't want to stop. It's one of those, I don't want to put it down books, so you really get into it, and I think that's why I liked it so much, because I was really involved in it. It was really engaging. And, you know, I mentioned me and my mum, and... 
You say it's a children's book and it's written for children and obviously the characters, the main trio, they're teenagers. But it seems like the audience and the readers of the book are such a very diverse audience for all generations. So how did that feel for you? Did you expect that reaction or did you think it'd be more for children? No, I, I know this sounds crazy, but um, I, I've always been a, a massive fan, as many millions, billions of people around the world have, of like these storybooks that, that anybody can read that take you out of this world, your reality, and put you somewhere else into a magical world. So it began for me with like C.S. Lewis and The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, the Narnia Chronicles. You know, when Lucy goes through the wardrobe, yeah. and, you know, she looks down and it's snow. And she's like, where am I? And then she meets Mr. Tomlinson and, and, you know, they have tea and the fire's crackling and they have tea and cakes <laughs> and, and then the Turkish delight and there's all this amazing stuff. And I just loved it as a kid. And then, of course, you know, then I grew up and I got into Tolkien and I read all his books. And then when the movies came out, it was like, oh, oh my God, I want to live in the cinema. And then, of <laughs> course, you have and oh god you know martin's book you know game of thrones i read all the books first and it's that being in a different world so when i started writing this i thought yes ultimately it is for young people but i want it to be so that like, i can still pick up a c.s lewis book even though they're for children and thoroughly enjoy them and i think that's part of the fun of writing books that you know anybody can read and how lovely is it for us older people to be able to pick up a book and not feel daft reading it on the tube or on the train <laughs> no sorry i'm living in this wonderful world that's taking me away from my reality which isn't bad by the way it's wonderful yeah yeah absolutely it's true i feel like we can all be kids it doesn't matter how old you are and that's why this book has you know it's felt like a great read and enjoyment for so many people because we all want to be those kids that are in this book. Well, not everyone wants yeah. to do a readable, but maybe people like us, we, we want to. <laughs> but that's just for us. But so many people have enjoyed it and it's been lovely to see. And you know, you wrote it for children. It's a children's book. Um, and I just want, I'd love to know, why is it so important for you to get younger people engaged with the world of paranormal and especially with the, of the world like in this book? Why do you think it's so important to get people of a younger generation involved in understanding that, that kind of side? Look, I have so much respect um, for everybody's belief and religion, 100%. Um, but from my point of view, I know that when my two children knew 100% that they were going to see their grandparents again, and that they knew there was an afterlife and they knew there was, you know, this wasn't it. Um, and I remember William, when he was little, um, asking me, so we don't live forever then, mummy, what happens? And I remember thinking, oh, I've got now to explain to a young child that, well, we die. What do you mean we die? You know, and it, there was this awful moment to you know and then sort of changing changing the subject briefly because i could see his little face crumbling and thinking oh my god this is awful so when uh, i allowed them to watch most haunted which was gosh they were only allowed to watch it when they were teenagers i you know um and they really got into it william was very fine but then things were starting to happen well they'd happened beforehand um in our house that we're living in now but they were witness to a lot of paranormal activity and they themselves started having conversations with their grandparents oh, wow. so 
Mary, for instance, was having a game of noughts and crosses with her granddad Al because she she do the noughts and crosses graph and then um she would say okay granddad i'm going to put my knot here and then you tap to where you want to go next and she would she'd point to the different spaces and bang a tap would come from beneath her feet underneath her and she'd feel we'd all feel the vibration Amazing. so she'd put the knot or the cross in there and she'd do this for hours and then William was like, right, come on, let's do a seance. And we do a seance <laughs> and then the table would start shaking, you know, and something would start happening. And it's so funny because we're all sort of like hands down talking to the table, looking like absolute crazy people. Yeah. <laughs> um, kids really and now 100%, 100% believe that and know that their parents, their grandparents are with them. Like Mary's just finished her basic training at, at RAF Fulton and so of course I honestly have been saying you Pops is with you because he was a military man I said oh, he's I with see. you all the way you know and it really gave her that oh, well I know that my Pops is with me and pushing me on you know she re really believed in that so both the kids grew up with that and so I wanted to give children that kind of feel that and young adults that this is not it that there is a life after this one and you will see your loved ones, your parents, your grandparents, your best friends, whatever, after you, when you go over. And it's a beautiful, wonderful experience. And I really wanted to share that. And I wanted to give my faith and my hope to other people. And so the other, the other reason was, is that when you watch TV shows about the paranormal, and there's lots of them now, if I wasn't in Most Haunted and being in television, and you're a journalist, you know this stuff. You watch these shows and you think, oh, come on. It's, you know, it's it's all fate. It's it's rubbish. It's, you know, even at the beginning, it says for entertainment purposes only, you know. But, and I get so angry with that flipping mm. statement at the beginning because it isn't for entertainment purposes. It's actually genuine. It is so real. And I'm so passionate about it. And so what Carl, my husband, decided to do was, because you get the odd people on social media saying, oh, what a load of rubbish. It's fake. It's this, oh, that, and the yeah. other. So what Carl said, well, okay, let's say, let's set up Most Haunted Experience where anybody can come and join in and you can join myself, members of the Most Haunted team and feel that knocking phenomena for yourselves. Let's do a Ouija board together. Let's do a seance together. Let's see if we can get EVP and audio phenomena. So we've been doing this and all these people have been coming and it's been marvellous. And then I did an under 18s, uh, I did a couple of them. And they were sold out. Well, I met all these young paranormal investigators from as young as eight right up to 18. Oh, no way. Some, yeah, some would arrive with their ghost hunting equipment. And, oh, and they were so into it. And we would get the most amazing phenomena. And they weren't scared at all. They were really enraptured with the whole thing. And so I was talking to them. I said, you know, if I wrote a book... How frightening would you want it to be? You know, because there's certain things that are a bit too scary. No, put it all in, please. Put it all in. <laughs> Once you're really scared. And then another occasion, you know, when I was starting to jot down ideas, I was in a, a, a bookstore and uh, I, I was walking around looking at other scary books in that sort of age bracket. And there was this <laughs> lovely young uh, mum and she had two, I think there must have been about 10 or 11, two young sons. 
and I asked very kindly, would it be all right if I kind of interviewed your boys, you know? So the, so the four of us all sat round, you know, in the chairs in a bookshop and I was asking them loads of questions. Scary, how scary should it be? What's the scariest book you've read? Do you watch frightening movies? Do you watch paranormal? And they loved it. But I want to shake, one of them said, with absolute fear. And I was like, right, okay, fine. And the mum was going, they love it, they love it. So I was like, okay, fine. So that's kind of, all those things meshed together made me come up with the, the, the real passion for writing the books. I love it. I really do. I think it's amazing what you do with the younger generation because um, it's funny that you mentioned your your kids because obviously you wouldn't let them watch Most Haunted till they're a bit older. It wasn't the same in my family. I watched Most Haunted when I was about five, I think. Oh, <laughs> you're great. Wow, that's I, my 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 mum and dad would watch it because they they've always loved Most Haunted and you, and um, I would oh. like hide on the stairs downstairs watching it. And I, I absolutely loved it. And that's probably why I'm such a big fan now and today and with everything paranormal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, you mentioned the young generation, obviously, with, and with these books. And it's so great how they've got so involved with it. And, of course, the characters are teenagers as well. And it's quite clear to see Eve is a younger year, isn't she? And um, Tom... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and Tom, I think I heard you say before, is based on on your son, Will, and how he might act, which is lovely. And then there's Clovis, of course. And I think you just say he's inspired by your friend, Debbie. Is that right? Yeah, so Debbie, um, it's it, a, a kind of mash, really, of um, Glenn, who's our paranormal investigator, uh, sort of our cynic, as you know, not cynic, but, you know, um, he looks at the logic side yeah. of things. But Debbie um, is this beautiful, oh my God, she's just such a lovely, lovely friend and she's so gorgeous. And um, her family are from Jamaica and um, I was like, you know, they're based in Whitechapel and there was a reason for that. And I just thought, I really, you know, I've been to the West Indies with Blue Peter, I spent six weeks there going to all the different islands, just a fantastic place. And I met the most amazing people. And uh, uh, and so I was talking to Debbie and I said, look, you know, I want one of the characters to be from his, you know, his heritage is from Jamaica. And uh, and I said, I'm going to really need your help on this. And so she was like ringing up her family, the Gale family mm -hmm. uh, who live in Jamaica and um, everything later on in, in uh, later books. It's, you know, even, even down things, to things like the food and the way she is with her sons and you know, how, you know, uh, Jamaican women are incredibly proud and of their home and uh, especially if they have, you know, of, the, of their sons and daughters, the family come first, but there's no messing. There's no messing with mama, absolutely none. So she was giving me all of this, which was absolutely fantastic. And I just used all that logic and that kind of nerdy side of things yeah. on, on Glenn a little bit because he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a geek and he's a nerd <laughs> and he really gets into his research, you know, so when we turn up to do an investigation, he knows everything before we've even got there. You know, yeah. sort of like, what, what are you like? Well, I need to know all this stuff, you know. So it's great. You know, I, I, I like to be able to base characters on real people. Yeah. I was going to ask, and why is that so important to you? And, and especially with the Jamaican culture and heritage, why was that so important to include in the book and make it so real? Because it's a part of your life with your family and close friends. Just, I don't know really. I have such huge fond memories of being in that part of the world, and I've got some fantastic pictures of me. At, they have like street parties in Jamaica, 
and it's normally like on a Friday or on a Saturday night. I don't know if you've ever been. Oh, I wish. And I'd I, love to. Oh, I was in one place. I think it was Montserrat, which is one of the little islands. And and you, honest to God, we turned up. We weren't filming. We just thought, let's go and experience a street party. And it was just one of the most fantastic experiences I've ever had in my oh. life. It was just, the music was so loud. There were speakers everywhere and there was barbecues going and people just having the most amazing time and just all there you could it was just people dancing in the street some women were in the <laughs> curlers some women were just in all their finery and 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 it was just they didn't care it was just the most amazing feeling but i remember being the only white person getting out of the car and they were like because i've got vitiligo so my, oh, yeah. i didn't have pigment in my skin whatsoever and at the time, my hair was short and white, peroxide white. So, of course, I get out of the car and they're like, it's a ghost. Because they've never seen anything. And they were so lovely and so sweet. And I remember them teaching me how to dance their way. And that that was really quite an extraordinary way. But I've got all these wonderful pictures of just, yeah, you know, I think I'm, I'm sat on somebody's shoulders. Everybody was so friendly. And if you ever have the opportunity to go, you've got to go because they're just the most beautiful people that I think I've ever, I've ever met. It was just, just wonderful. I love it. So really fond memories, and that's sort of tied up with Clovis, really. Yeah. And and Claudette, you know, it's amazing Aww. family. Great. Yeah. That's so lovely to hear, and it's so nice because you can really see that the book has come from you know your life experiences and also like, people around you. So it really is like something you can you can tell it's from your mind. Obviously, it's your book, but you can yeah. really see it's like oh yeah, that's a vet's book. It's so it's so lovely to see. Um, you know, I think I wanted to ask. I've heard you talk about Amwar Saya. Is that a character we're seeing in the second book, a demonologist? Is that right in saying? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I've done my research because I really yeah. wanted to ask you. Um, I saw on your Instagram when you were at your book launch in the bookshop. And you mentioned your grandmother and her, her surname and you wanted to include that. I'd love to know more about that and why that's important to you as well, to have that in the book. Yeah, you know, it's it's it's, it's very interesting. When, <laughs> when my uh, grandmother was alive, <clears throat> Mary, her surname was Sayan and she's from Syria. And uh, for many, many, many years when I was growing up, my grandmother said, whatever you do, Yvette, don't tell anybody that your family is from Syria. Because when my grandmother came over to England, she was treated quite appallingly, really. She was, you know, you're a dirty foreigner, you're a this, you're a that, mm -hmm. you're a the other. And she was really treated quite appallingly by, um, you know, a lot of racism and so on. And, and that was really upsetting. So, and when I got into television, she just said, just don't say anything, just keep it quiet. So I used to tell, she said, tell everybody that you're from, Cy um, from um, Cyprus. And my grandmother spent many, many years in Cyprus um, and she could speak Greek and all the rest of it. So from being a young kid, I believe that we were, you know, originally we were from, from Greece. <laughs> uh, and then, and then uh, it was so funny because my son, uh, William, when he was at secondary school, they were doing a project on history and he was, you know, he said, I'm going to talk about grandma and saying that she's from Syria. Mm. And and I said, be careful, because it was just at that time and there was an awful lot of negativity and everything. I said, be careful, Will, blah, 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 blah. 
And uh, so he did. He said, no, I don't care. I'm proud of where grandma came from. So I'm going to say, oh, my God, that poor boy got bullied so badly. So badly. Oh, you're joking, really. Yeah, really badly. Terrible. So that, that, that was really shocking because I was just like, oh, my God, really? Um, and it was interesting because, you know, my grandmother, they, you know, Christian, you know, they dressed in Western clothing, you know, all of that. And yet still there was this tie, you know, and she came from Holmes. Um, and of course, when Syria was bombed badly, Homs was just blown to smithereens. So it was really upsetting. And I kept thinking to myself, my God, you know, I've, I've possibly got relatives over there, you know, and it, it was it was it was very upsetting. And so I've just never really talked about it. And so I just thought, you know, stop it. You know, with my book, I'm proud of my grandmother and I'm proud of our heritage and I'm proud of where she comes from. Um, and so, yeah, so I decided to base Anwar on my grandmother and, and my grandmother's family. Um, obviously, they weren't into demonology. Yeah. Which, you know, um, uh, but, you know, yeah, they were Christians. But I, um, I just just imagine this amazing guy and he has tattoos and you know he has tattoos everywhere and each tattoo resembles something you know a, a different entity and, and a different protection and different kind of protection that he has to have on him and he's traveled the world and he's done learned his craft um from nomads and all sorts of things and so his character is going to blossom and in subsequent books, it's, he's going to come and, and help them a, a lot more, you know. Oh, how exciting. It's so exciting to talk about the new book, because I want it already. So I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> I really oh, am. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about it, because I like to base a lot of Uncle Rufus's um, machines on a mixture of real inventions that were invented by the Victorians. Oh, I see. And modern day things so one of the the main invention it sounds crazy because you're like yeah whatever but actually it's based on and i and i talk about this it's actually based on i'll, I'll tell you it's based on a, a thing called the spirit cabinet oh, okay the real thing so i won't tell you anymore i won't spoil it for you of but course it's, that, that was a, uh, yeah it was invented and it was used um a lot of people thought it was a magic trick but actually um it was used in, you know, parlours and, and to contact the dead. And I actually used one here in the front room and saw my dad. Oh, wow. Um, his, his ghost actually appeared, not just to me, but to two other people. Well, <laughs> we were like, what the hell? It was the most amazing, amazing experience ever. So, yeah, so I, I used that. So that's exciting. Oh, amazing. And, you know, you mentioned the equipment used, especially about Uncle Rufus. He's like, he's a genius with all of his equipment in his attic. So do you think, is there any equipment that you would say is that your favourite to use when investigating? Is there like an equipment that you think works the best? Any tips for any other investigators? I think so. I think for, I, I get so excited when we manage, manage to capture any voice phenomena. So um, we just use a programme on, on a, a normal laptop um and it's just incredible some of the evp we've caught i think the best one was in the birmingham lockup um oh. and um, glenn and i um, managed to capture i think I, we were somewhere else we left the computer in a cell and there was nobody else in the building and uh, i'm whispering something I've, it's on camera i'm talking and you hear this woman going no 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 crying and it was heartbreaking to hear 
but so I mean it made the hairs on the back of your neck stand up and I think that's absolutely fascinating but it also a lot of people don't realize that Edison you know invented he was absolutely convinced that you could talk to the dead like um picking up a telephone and so he started this amazing sort of I mean he called it the valve it was the first thing he actually wow. used he was he was absolutely obsessed with trying to uh, invent I suppose the first telephone to the other side and he did start to create it um, and nobody saw the finished thing but I think there's um, a couple of uh, people have done a couple of mock-ups of how they think Edison um, would have made this ghost telephone but you know so EVP for me is is I think anybody that goes on a ghost investigation you know take a take a tape recorder take your laptop get get download um there's loads of different apps you can use for evp now but yeah definitely oh, use nice. that. thanks for the tip and you know i'm asking because tomorrow i know obviously you have your most haunted live halloween which i'm very excited for um and also i think at the same time i'm pretty sure you start at nine o'clock on youtube and tomorrow i'm doing a paranormal investigation that starts at nine so i, I would love to know if you've ever been to Graysley old hall the, the house that cries it's called no no i haven't no wow, oh. that sounds it's in wolverhampton so we're doing a paranormal investigation there and um my young sister who's 18 and my boyfriend they're they're doing their first ever uh paranormal investigation so i just i would love to know more tips from you for them or any other people who are starting out what is your number one tip for starting well patience just patience you know, I mean, what a lot of people don't realise is when you see shows like most, well, not shows like, but most haunted, um, the most important thing to remember is, is that those are the best bits. So there are over 70 shows here on a shelf that have never been seen. They've never seen the light of day because they're so dull and nothing happens. And so when you go into these places, people watch most haunted and go, well, why isn't it all kicking off? And I think, well, no, because we're showing you the best bits. I mean, what a boring TV show it would be. 46 <laughs> minutes sitting there going, well, nothing's happening. <laughs> so patience is the most important thing. I mean, it took six years before we got any knocking phenomena, this knocking and rapping. Um, six years. And I remember the first time we heard it, we were doing a seance and we couldn't work out what the hell it was. We were scared. And then we built on that. Um, the, other, the other suggestion I would make is... Um, Go with the same group of people every time, mm. every time. And even if you can, if you're not too scared to do it in your own home or whatever, or even, even a garden shed or a garage, do the same thing week in, week out. Use the same group of people, whether you're doing a seance or a Ouija board, and you watch slowly but surely you'll start to get more and more and more and more not only are you trusting those people but you're building up this energy and i like to think of it like little dynamos you're giving off this energy that you can't see but they can see and they feed off that energy uh, and the last point is and en yeah energy when you go mm. into a location be positive and have loads of energy about you so many people go in and they take their they go right uh, you're driving tonight, husband. I know you don't believe in it, but I'm dragging you along anyway. So the poor bugger, he has to come to a, a cold house and stand there for a few hours going, I'm so bored. But what he's doing is he's pushing out this negative energy. 
and you can be in one room and say you and your sister and your boyfriends will be doing a Ouija board or whatever and all this stuff's happening and you're getting loads of stuff and that one husband <laughs> can walk in and his negative energy will just stop the whole thing so positive positive energy that's that's the key amazing thank you so much we know what to do now even better and we've heard it from the best the best of the best perfect are you excited for tomorrow of course you have your your um, investigation yeah and it's funny isn't it my mind starts going a, a word because i went i've only been to the museum a couple of times so that's where we're doing it yeah um the first time not that much happened um the second time about building energy oh my god so much started to happen and i went into the cellar and i felt this very negative energy and the word forgive the name damien came into my head and i've learned also and i'm not psychic at all and i'm not even proclaiming to be whatsoever but this is another thing that i would say to you guys is that we're so we're so quick to sort of oh it's my imagination and bash things that come into our head straight out and oh gosh i just had a funny image in my head of a guy or a girl standing in the corner or a name or and we go oh yeah whatever it's my imagination well i've learned now not to do that and i've learned to actually just go with it and speak out loud and say what you've got in your head because we all have the capability to communicate or receive messages and let's face it none of us really even the best neuroscience scientists in the world we still don't understand the brain 100 percent mm. yet do we so there's an awful lot going on we don't understand so rather than poo poo it go with it so i've been going with these images and these words and names and so on and there's something incredibly negative in that cellar and when we do most wanted experience the public have been going into the cellar and they have been getting growling in their ear they got mm. the name Damien on a Ouija board um, and just people wanting to be sick and feeling really ill. So I think something negative has happened down there. And it could be anything as simple as somebody having a fight or or something really awful. Somebody could have been murdered down there. I, I, I doubt the murder, but it could have been a fight and the negative energy is still in the room. So uh, I'm really looking forward to doing the investigation because I, I, I've got this really funny feeling that we're going to get a lot of stuff. I think we're going to get a lot of energy on the stairs. And as I always say, stairs also, that's a good thing. Stairs are always a great place for energy. You think of, what, especially in an old building where you're going, all the thousands of people over the years that have come and gone and walked up and down, yeah. crying, laughing, joyous you know uh, celebrating birthdays anniversaries weddings births deaths it's all happened and it all come and gone with their emotions through these stairs so go on to the stairs as well sit on the stairs and see if you can get anything on there as well and that's what we'll be concentrating on this, uh, uh, tomorrow night too oh, uh, nice. hopefully we'll get Rapping. Rapping is good. Yes, I can't wait to watch it. The thing is, obviously, yeah, I'll be doing my investigation at the same time yeah, as you. So, watch it yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll watch it back later. We'll definitely take your tips. And, um, you know, I'd love to know from you personally how do you personally prepare yourself for an investigation? I know you've done so many now, but has it changed or has it stayed the same over the years? Um, I always have a chat with my dad because he protects me, um, and my grandma and my granddad. And I always ask them to protect me and look after me which i know they do 
But I always go, please, please, please make things happen. Talk to the people that are, are there. Please, 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 can you just help and get the energy going? And so I do a lot of little prayers to them. And, and then afterwards I give, oh, my God, thank you so much. That was amazing. Uh, if something negative's happened, then, I mean, I'm not a religious person, but I, I know that the, I believe in a creator. I'm not a Darwinist. I don't believe in that. I believe that we were created by something. I don't know what that is. It's a, certainly a greater power than we can't even begin to understand mm. what it's all about. So I do a little prayer of thanks and say thank you so very much. And and that's that. You know, that's that's all you can do. But I just know that I'm surrounded by love and my family are there protecting wow. me. But unlike Carl and Stuart and everybody else, go on, do something bad to me. And I'm like, oh, I do that. And they go, no, we want we want to be cut we want to be burned we want no. to be this that, the other. like what what are you like and they're going yeah but it's what everybody wants it's proof that there's something strange <sighs> i mean when negative stuff does happen it's frightening but i see their point yeah at the same time it's like that whoa what's caused that how has that happened you know but I see what you mean. Every time I was watching Most Haunted, that'd be the bit that scared me the most when they would all be saying, come on, push me, hurt me. And I'd always feel so bad for you because you were like, I don't want to be here right now because it's very terrifying. <laughs> but obviously it was such entertaining watch when something did happen. It was amazing. So it's worth yeah. it. But, um, you know, I, I remember going to the ancient Ramin, which I know you've been to before, and it's a very evil place. And I think that was probably the most negative um energy I felt. And I'd love to know for you, where's the, the scariest place? I'm sure you're asked this all the time. But the scariest place you've been that you definitely don't think you'd want to go to again? Oh, there's been so many, Jack. I, I, you know, obviously East Drive in Pontefract, that was absolutely petrifying. Yeah. And I think that really, because it was uh, just somebody's, a, 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 an everyday house. It wasn't a grand castle. It wasn't, you know, an old school or you know, an old hospital. It was a house, you know. Um, so that, but but I, I, I've talked about this quite a lot recently. Um, but I suppose the one that sticks in my memory is more so than ever is the Nidra Street vaults where they had the stone circle where the witches allegedly hundreds mm. of years ago um, did all their sort of witchcraft. And as so the story goes, you know, if you stand in the centre of the circle and ask and be disrespectful, then things can happen to you. And allegedly, people were going on these tours in uh, Edinburgh Vaults, and they were coming away and getting scratches on their hands and things. Um, and, I mean, that's a bit weird. And I, I, I kind of heard that that could happen, but I just thought, eh, I just, no, ghosts can't harm you, you know. Right. And uh, this particular time we were doing a Most Haunted, we were transmitting across on Discovery Channel on uh, live in America and also across on uh, the UK uh, live. And I remember we were in the, the Stone Circle room and we had one camera, uh, we had a couple of cameras, but one was static for the Americans and Stuart had part of his back visible and he was in shot for 20 minutes and then he just screamed. And he was screaming in so much pain, saying his back was burning, I think. Help me, Yvette, get, get my jacket off me. So I pulled his leather jacket off, and he had a white T-shirt underneath it. And the, I could see the blood starting to come through his T-shirt. Pulled the T-shirt off, and he had three massive scratches down his back. And he still has the scars oh, no. today. They, they were that deep. 
And then Carl screams out, you know, my neck, my neck. And his uh, neck was, was scratched and blood was coming away. And I was getting into a bit of a state now because I was like, I've got to hold this live TV show together. But at the same time, I'm, I'm actually in physical shock. But then the worst bit came, and I actually thought I was going to faint, was when the sound guy dropped to the floor because on his knee, on the side, below his knee, on the side of his leg, down to the top of his ankle, was a cut so deep you could see the bone. And he had to go to A&E straight away, and he had stitches. Now, you imagine, I mean, you know, unless the guy is uh, mentally unstable and has taken a pocket knife out or a big thing, you'd have to have a big blade and cut himself, you know, I mean, that, which is not possible. Mm. Um, I was completely traumatised by that and I resigned on air and I, I just couldn't, even now, it just, I, I, there are no words, it's just completely baffling to me terrifying frightening because all of a sudden it went from being an investigation looking into you know wispy ghosts and possibly communicating with the other side to something really evil and something that i couldn't understand none of us could understand um and so i said that's enough i can't do anymore we're now going into a completely new phase i've no idea what this is about so i resigned um, and we were up all night, all the production team, and I remember in my hotel room, all sitting around, you know, and them saying, please don't resign, you know, you can't. And I was going, well, I, I have to, I, I can't carry on, this is bizarre. And Carl was, look, you know, let's just think about this, let's think about it. So we spent a couple of weeks off and thought about it. And uh, and then we came, I came back and I got really the bit between my teeth then thinking, I'm not mm. going to let this beat me, I want to know what's going on which is something I always do. I can't leave alone. I'm well, I'm glad because I don't want you to go. <laughs> I really started digging into it. And all these famous cases in the past that now Hollywood have made big movies on, yeah. you know, The Exorcist, uh, Exorcism of Emily Rose, and you know, are based on real cases. Uh, Annalise McKell, I don't know if you've ever heard of her. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, uh, that's a really frightening case. And there's... Um, footage of her on youtube and how she actually they couldn't believe that she was talking in a guttural voice of an ancient lost language that no historian could understand where this language was coming exactly. from which was really frightening um but again they were all talking about these scratches and how i mean the case of the exorcism at the exorcist it was it was a little boy it wasn't a little girl and he was getting scratches but words and letters being scratched onto his torso and so then it became very real and i thought hang on now we are dealing with negativity beyond this is evil this is this Mm. is something i have no understanding of and then when we went into his drive and carl and stewart got very badly burned that was a completely new eye opener because I'd, I'd, I'd heard of burns but we'd never come across it and they both have burns on their arms still now the scars are there um, and so in the second book I bring that into and I asked the publisher are you sure this is too, a little bit too scary and too? And they said no if, if it's what's happened to you 
um, you know, we'll tell you when, you know, if it's too frightening or not. So I put it in because it's the truth and it's what's happened. Yeah. And, you know, and I have learned as in life, as in death. So if there are evil people, which there are in this life, they don't change when they go over onto the other side. They still, their energy is still there. And, you know, Einstein was one that was saying, wasn't he? You know, energy cannot die. Mm, you know, yeah. it, it isn't born it isn't it, it doesn't die it just continues you know uh and so i still yet we still yet to understand so much but that's why i love talking to journalists like yourself and i'm desperately trying to get more journalists involved and i keep, <laughs> i keep asking journalists but a lot of them go yeah yeah love to come along and then they don't show and then i'm desperately trying to get scientists particularly acoustic scientists to come along and witness what we're witnessing and stop then stop taking it like it was a tv show it's made up no it isn't this is something that's real and they should be taking it seriously now yeah. we're giving them this evidence please come along um but they sort of poo poo it a little bit and go no that's all right i'm too busy and i'm like you you're crazy because there's some amazing stuff here that you need to, you need to understand as scientists what a vet like you said, I'm a journalist. I would be more than happy to come along. Absolutely, come I would love Please to. I would love well, absolutely. to. Absolutely. Well, we let me know. Um, oh, it's a shame you're doing your thing because you could come along tonight if you wanted to. Oh, bless but, you. Um, I know, but um, let me let me um, let me know. You've got my. Have you got my email? You have. Yeah, have is that the one I sent the invite to? Yeah. Oh, lovely. So you've address and um if you want have a look on the most haunted experience website just to get you sort of into it you can come on an event um uh, or wait until we, until we start filming again and then and come on that i mean it'd be lovely to have you on a proper show because you being a journalist i'd love to yes great because then people will go well they've got a bloody journey i just want people to they'll never stop poo-pooing it it'll yeah. always be you know, but it helps. Of, it helps it to have an outsider. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I want you to look at it and go, oh, wow, it's, yeah. I can't this is crazy, you know? Yeah, it's so true. So let's work out. Keep in touch by email and then we'll go from there. Oh, I absolutely I will. I keep, honestly, I've got <laughs> my, I do a paranormal activity podcast and the producer on that is trying to get an acoustic scientist. So ah. she's got her feelers out. So you get your feelers out and see if we can get some scientists to come along. Yes. Oh, absolutely. I'll, I'll do some research for you. I'll email you if I find a scientist. Yes. And then, because that would be, be great. great. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my God, I love that. And then come to my house and put, we've made a special building in the land. No way. And, and we do, me and Carl, and we do seances and also people that have lost loved ones that have passed on, but they, they're in grief. Yeah. So, we ask, can we come and talk to you? So we take them into our little room and they talk to That's them. That's lovely. And, and I just think it's all about sharing and, 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 and letting people know that there's hope and, that, and that, that, that your loved ones can see you and they can hear you and they're there. They don't want to see you cry. No. They don't want to see you upset. They want you to be happy. And so that's what we like doing. We do lots of private little exorcisms and blessings and things like that that ha the cameras aren't allowed to be in and i just that's what i want to do i just want to share share it all as best i can 
with everybody. Oh, Yvette. It's so lovely because it's people in the public might think, oh, yeah, Yvette Fields and she, she presents Most Haunted. She shows ghosts on the telly. But you do so much more than that for people, even privately, like you just said. Yeah. And it's lovely because you really... it's. It's a way of coping as well, even if people didn't believe in it, you know, so, uh, many people don't still, even if the evidence is there, we both know that, but, um, you know, it helps people grieve as well, it really does, it's, it's a coping mechanism, and it's a way of, um, it does change your life, I think, it's because it changes the way you think when you understand this way of life, and it's amazing, um, and yeah, like you said, I would absolutely love to come along, because I would love to be able to show people, oh, this is, you know, another perspective, opinion, this is actually happening, and it allows people to understand more then. Um, so yeah, I can't wait to see tomorrow night as well, to see what happens. Because oh, it's your third time there, isn't it? So more will happen, I yeah, think. Yeah, the more, more so. And do you know, it's so funny because, like we've had show, different shows that come along um, and they, they'll film, like they'll do like funny inserts just for Halloween, daytime TV and so on. So they'll come along and their presenter will be like, ooh, you know, a bit spooky. But it's yeah. so funny. Because the camera crew, the camera crew are like, what the fuck is that? And they can't work out where these noises are coming from. And they're looking at us and they're looking to see and they're checking cupboards and they're checking all the rest. Of and they capture this amazing, this knocking, the knocking phenomenon. Yeah. They capture it. They've recorded it. And there's a camera guy who was with ITV and it blew his mind and he, this was about six years ago we, we they came along and he just couldn't believe it he couldn't believe it anyway recently we just did another thing for itv and uh he he asked to come on it and oh. he walked he went oh my god i'm so happy to be back he said you know it changed my whole belief and my whole perception he said it's been absolutely wonderful and he was just so, loved it so very much and really interested in it. He said, but when I told my friends and all the rest of it, he said, and this is what will happen to you, they'll go, oh, yeah, whatever, whatever. And it's it's so quickly poo-pooed. Yeah. But what we say to people, like, when you come along is, don't tell anybody. Just <laughs> enjoy, enjoy it for yourself and don't let anybody rain on that parade or give you doubt in any way because seeing is believing and only you know what it's you've true. experienced night you could experience something fantastic but don't let anybody else poo poo or rain on your parade oh that's such a lovely advice it's true because i i have experienced you know when i've told people like when i went to ancient Remin, like i mentioned that was i could have yeah. so many stories of there you know it's a crazy place and people even then are like oh you're, you're lying it's like why would i lie about that it's like you can't make these things up the things that you experience especially with you with all the things you've done did you see what did you hear oh so we were doing table tipping downstairs and there's um the creepy stairs i go upstairs just to the left of me we're in the living room area and we felt this just energy all of us my family were all together we all looked over at the same time like we didn't plan it obviously why would we um and we all felt something sensed it coming down the stairs just a darkness we, and you could see uh, the room getting darker as it got closer and um one of my family members got scratched on the back and we all just screamed and, and ran, yeah, to the door. And then the event manager came in and said, why are you screaming? This is what you came for. I was like, wow, yeah, we did, but we didn't expect this. Um, and, you know, my mum puts a protection on us, almost like uh, you do when you talk to your dad and your family before. 
we put protection on but we don't do it too much because we still want to experience something and we usually yeah. attract children and positive energies but that house was so dark um and we ex we really experienced that and i think that's what spooked us the most because we weren't expecting it um and that was yeah very dark very dark oh wow so you have experienced the, the light and the dark then yeah and it sounds to me like so you've got your mom yourself your um your boyfriend and did you say it was your sister and my dad he's coming tomorrow oh, as well oh, is it? so you're all family and you're all into it you should definitely do what i suggest and just every week i don't know if you have a garage or a shed or somewhere away yeah. from your house yeah go in there do what you need put, put dark blackout whatever you need to do <laughs> get, a, get a little table in there you watch oh my god you will start to get and it will build and build and build and then when you start going out to investigate places stuff's gonna kick off yeah it's gonna be fun. see that's I promise me you'll do that. i promise, promise you yeah I, I will promise you that i will and the one thing that's probably stopped me from doing that and i'd love your advice is that um when it comes to your own home it's quite scary isn't it like you love to go I love to go out just like you do to places and experience these things. But when it comes to home, it's like, no, this is my home. I don't want to experience it. But, you know, I listened to your Paranormal Activity podcast the other day and you talked about when uh, your mum stayed around in the green room in your house. And, yeah. you know, obviously you know that your house is um, haunted. How did you come to terms with that and come to peace with that, um, knowing it's in your own home? Because obviously you're fine with it now. I love your advice because, you know, if anything happens in my home, I would want to deal with it in a good way. Do you know, it's a brilliant question. I, uh, when we walked around this house, when we came to see when we were, it was for sale, I remember asking the owners, you know, is this haunted? And she said, no, 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 not at all. And I remember thinking, well, thank God for that. Thank God for that. I don't want to be living in a haunted house, you know. <laughs> um, and how did I come to terms with it? I still haven't. It's weird. When I'm with people and the family are here and stuff happens, I love it. And I know who it is and there's nothing negative here whatsoever. And I truly believe, so my dad's told me, my dad has told me this, that the house was chosen for us to protect us. So that, for me, makes me feel oh, so much better. Yeah. Um, and I think that's because of um, we had this house, um, I think we'd only been doing Most Haunted a few years, but I think this house, I imagine it as being sort of like a fortress, protecting us from anything negative. Um, but when I'm on my own, I um, I always say, like last night I was on my own, and I walk upstairs and I say, I love you, house. I love everybody that's in it. Hello, hello, hello. I love you. Please, 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 will you just protect me tonight and look after me and don't let anything bad happen? Um, and sometimes, I'll be honest, when I've done uh, an investigation that's had, like, for instance, um, I, I don't know, I'm just trying to think, uh, one of the uh, recent ones we've done, we've done, we've done, <laughs> but negatives happened. Oh, God, it was the old people's home. God, it was amazing. Oh, what was it called? Oh. But you, you didn't have a good time, did you? It was quite no, dark. It was yeah. Terrifying. Oh, my God. Anyone came back from there shaking like a leaf and that weekend I think I was on my own and I was really frightened 
because I didn't want to hear any knocks. I didn't want to hear any rapping. I didn't want to hear any bangs. I didn't want to hear any chairs moving down below in the kitchen. I just didn't want it. And so I, I'll say out loud, please don't do anything tonight. I just can't deal with it. And nine times out of ten, they weren't. They're really lovely and respectful. Mm. I think more so now, I'm more frightened of um, of burglars for some odd reason. I'm sort of a bit frightened of people. When, when I'm on my own in the house, I think, oh, gosh, you know, is somebody going to break in? And, you right. know, um, I, get, I get worried about that. So I'm thinking we might get a – we used to have a big German shepherd, so I'm, I think oh, I'm yes. going to get another. Another big German shepherd. We've got one. Yeah, yeah, what's... He just farts a burglar to death. Okay, that's going to scare them away. Honestly, if his farts are that stinky, they're not going to come in, are they? Exactly. So, yeah, so all my alarms are on and everything. everything's locked and all the alarms are on. And, uh, yeah, uh, but, uh, yeah I, it is... Uh, I, I did come to terms with it, but even now, like I say, I, I do get a, please don't do anything tonight. Yeah. But I also listen to Mary Poppins. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll listen to Mary Hop Poppins on the way home in the car, or if, if I'm on my own and come back here, uh, um, I will put a Disney movie on, and it will all either be Bedknobs and Broomsticks or Mary Poppins, and it's oh, just really love. great to impress. And I have put on the old um, 1950s Winnie the Poohs on as well when I go oh, to sleep. Oh, of course. It gives you that positive energy and the light, doesn't it, even if you're watching these things? You need that. You need that. Yeah, you Definitely. do. So you feel you feel protected in that house now, which is nice. I feel like I listened to your podcast as well. I think it was in the same episode, your recent one, and it's about talking to the spirits because they were people, and you know they're the CR and energy. So if you just talk to them, I feel like they'll listen, like people do, and they'll respect you and leave you alone. Like you said, nine out of ten times anyway. Um, and I think that's probably the best thing to do. And when do you think you learned and accepted that? spirits are people and you can talk to them like like you would with anyone else oh gosh that's a brilliant question i can't actually remember but i i think it was i was with doing an investigation and i was with some other people and i remember they really annoyed me i didn't really know who they i I, i've forgotten what it was i think they were from another paranormal group and they really annoyed me because they were talking to, allegedly, the ghost of a, a gentleman who owned this amazing house. And this, this man in life, you know, he was a scholar, he'd written books, he, he, you know, he was a very intelligent person. And these, these two uh, paranormal investigators, don't get me wrong, there are many, many paranormal investigation groups that are fantastic and do a brilliant job. Yeah. But I think it was these, these two just made me laugh. And they were going... Hello. <laughs> Can you do something for us? Oh, that's so good. Oh, are you clever? And I was thinking, I would want to throttle them. Because, you know, guy is, is, is an amazing human being. Yeah. Just because you can't see him doesn't give you the right to talk to him like a two-year-old. It's patronising, isn't it? Yeah, and that's the other thing is, you know, never, ever, who do we think we are to talk to them like they're idiots or mm. they're kids or, oh, you know, no, they're, 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 or if you're talking to a child, talk to them as you would talk to a child. That's another thing. Some other paranormal investigators will be talking to a child and they'll be talking to them like they're a grown up. Oh, Can no. You, um, do you understand what I'm saying to you? Hello, if you're there, do something. I'm like, 
this kid's going to be scared crapless. Talk to them like, you know, or if you know you're going to a haunted house that, you know, it's got kiddies in, take some toys. Yeah. Take some things that kids would love, you know. And I've often had some amazing things. Uh, I, I, funny enough, I can't remember, it was while uh, we were doing Ghost Hunting with, I think it was the Saturdays, I can't remember. Or, oh, yeah. Was it I can't remember, but we had a bag of marbles and we were just clicking these marbles. I was saying, can you roll them back to me? Well, these marbles were coming back and then we picked up a little girl's giggle and these these pop stars were like, oh my God. And I was like, but this is what we're asking for. They're playing with us. This is fantastic. And I always love, with the rapping, I always love singing Twinkle, Twinkle Little Star, which um, I, I, you know, uh, it's it, was composed by Mozart and so it's a very old song and most children you know that have passed on will know what Twinkle Twinkle yeah. Star so I'll whisper I'll say let's sing a song Twinkle Twinkle and they'll, they'll tap along no way yeah, and it's the most and we'll do it when you come along yes you feel it under your feet and it's just the most amazing phenomenon that's beautiful and they have, yeah and I'll ask them to do songs you know what's two and three and they'll tap out how many it is and um we'll do all sorts of little things and play games and noughts and crosses and it's it's just the most amazing thing so it's treat them as they were in life yes. if you're talking to negative then treat them like a piece of shit as well yeah and they'll, they'll talk back to you and don't you talk to me like that and you know exactly it's like talking to another person isn't it you know i've got to compliment you here of course i think that's what puts you um above or against other you know tv paranormal investigators because especially with the american ones i watch quite a lot and um they're very aggressive and demanding of um spirits and they're like oh you do this to me now come on um even if they are children like you said but i feel like the difference with you is that you're very human and um understanding so you talk to them like they are people which of course they were and still and still are in spirit so i feel like that's why you you receive the energy and reactions that you do it's the best way about it and um i can't wait to see especially with you because i'm really just starting out in my investigation so i haven't got that energy built up like you have you've done this so much of your life now so obviously you attract things more so i'm really looking forward to seeing you know what what happens and I, it's, it's such a beautiful thing it is such a lovely thing but you know it uh, i uh, honestly my husband carl is yeah. just i i really believe he's like a, a conduit so he has the most amazing energy and um and like i say with you and your family working together so you've got carl with this amazing i don't know to me he's like this sort of light that sort of they are all attracted to yeah. you know so when me and carl are together we get loads of energy when i'm on my own um i don't get as much it you know it's it, and carl and i together get loads of stuff when carl myself and stuart are together we get more energy and then when carl stuart uh um myself glenn yeah darren you know, uh, and greg are together that's when it really starts happening and and that's like a keep going back to it you stick with your family and you will get some amazing things i definitely will you know because i feel i i'm too scared to do it by myself at the moment i have to admit um and then with my family we just experience the most we really do because we provide that energy like you yeah, do with your team it's true it's, love. it's all yeah. about love 
love, 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 love. You're pushing that love out into the atmosphere. It's all positivity in there, feeding off that. And they love it. Absolutely love it. That's true. It's amazing. So did you say you're you're doing an investigation tonight or is it tomorrow with the, with the live? So tomorrow. So the tomorrow. live, yeah. So today I'm just going to relax with my mum and then do a little bit of painting. Uh, I've got a table to paint that Carl's made. Um, uh, and then just relax tonight and then uh, tomorrow um, just get my head on what we're going to do and start thinking, maybe do a bit of meditation and push uh, out yes. and get myself in the, you know, really get it going. And I'm really looking forward to tomorrow night. I really hope. And like I say, because it's real, you can't guarantee that anything could happen. It could be one of the most boring lives we've ever done, you know, <laughs> Um, and nothing may happen, um, but I'm sure I've got this feeling that I'm sure we're, we're going to get some nice stuff, which should be which should be great, you know. I definitely believe we'll be active. Yeah, with your third time as well, I feel like you know that energy's there waiting for you in the best way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I can't wait to see yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. Come on, do the work. Throw up the stairs. I'll be like, no. You just got to run away. <laughs> oh, no, good luck. And um, when do you think your next one will be? Because, like I said, I'd love to come along. Well, I, I'll have a chat with Carl um, and um, I'll email you when we film. Amazing. And then, I Carl's really keen to get a journalist on board. So It's I'll a great idea. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah, I really think that'd be fantastic. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll just let you know when we're next filming and see if you're available and... Uh, come on board and and uh, and see what what uh what you make of it absolutely amazing well i hope you have the best time tomorrow night and obviously we'll be investigating at the same time so when we get in contact yeah, again, I'll... thank you yes, i will i'll let you know i will let you know and i'll take all your tips on board i'm gonna talk to my family now they're buzzing to hear what we've talked about they can't wait so i'll, I'll let them know and it'll be amazing i hope you have the best oh, halloween give them my love and uh, have a great great halloween night and uh, we'll speak soon Lots of I love, sweetheart. thank you thank you, you too so of course right, and i can't wait for the next one bye-bye thank you lots of love how fascinating is a vet honestly what a lovely woman i had such a great time talking to her we spoke for about an hour but honestly i could have talked to her much longer i could speak to her all day she has so many interesting stories and the fact that her books are inspired by the stories that she's lived through in her paranormal investigations i find it so interesting and i can't wait to see what else she's going to get up to and i can't wait for the new books in the chronicles and I also can't wait to see what other investigations Yvette gets up to. I, myself, I'm very much looking forward to being a part of them. And stay tuned because her new book will be out around this time next year, next Halloween. And I look forward to reading that too. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll see you in the next one. Bye.